Welcome to Keeping Track, a Trackmania community podcast where I interview your favourite community members and ask them the same set of five questions. The guest this episode is Mime. We discussed his rapid progress from player to competitor, his thoughts on mapping, and much more. So, question one, when did you get into Trackmania and what was it about the game that got you hooked? Um, I got in... My first interaction was around, I would say, 2008, 2009, as far as I remember. I was very, I was young back then, seven, six years old, basically, so I don't have that many memories of it. But I do remember that uh, there there was a Trackmania Sunrise on, like, a family PC at that time, if I recall. And uh, I remember I have played it a couple times, uh, but I... I never got to play like much of it and then fast forward a couple of years I would say maybe 2015 is when I got my PC and then I started uh, like looking for games basically and uh, I do remember I I used to play Trackmania so I just checked out and I saw those Trackmania Nations it was for free and that's like around the time I started playing uh, basically on a daily basis until until today what was it then when you came back to trackmania um that made you want to keep playing it as opposed to going to another game mm. it's like the it was very chill to play uh, i would just spend my times playing on the online servers uh, with uh, some like communities more or less there were like there are still up today uh, there are so many like these small communities around uh, different map styles for example uh, nation-wise as well and uh, it's it's very nice to like everyone can find their own sphere they want to move on around basically and i remember i used to always play those <laughs> lol or cut maps basically all my tmnf uh, tmf plane time yeah so looking at your liquipedia the entries only really start in 2020 um but by the sounds of it you were playing trap mania fairly seriously or at least regularly before then, what made you wanted to start competing versus what you were doing on Nations Forever? Mm, actually, like uh, definitely the new game. I I know I tried maybe one or twice, once or twice uh, to play in a tournament in Trackmania Two. I also played one <laughs> Lagoon Cup, <laughs> and uh, also twenty twenty, just before the game came out, and. Uh, I really, I found it really fun, especially, and uh, with the new game, I decided. Uh, I also was like quite new to the competitive scene. I, I think I discovered the competitive scene in, in like 2018, when uh, when there was the World Championship. That was like my first interaction with uh, esports. Basically, I didn't, I wasn't aware of, of it in the first place before that. So, it was a. Uh, it was nice to see that this game had some esports potential as well. And I don't know, I saw TMGL Falls 2020 season, I think. Um, I really try, I wanted to try the OGL. I do. I did try the first uh, OGL step, but I didn't go as, uh, as I planned. And basically after that, after that, I just quit. And uh, I got basically new monitor, I changed my keyboard, I finally could play it normally and I felt like it was a huge skill boost basically for me. I felt like I can actually play this game very well 
as I, I always knew I, I could I could be good if I just try because I always I could always get very good times on some maps uh, but I never had the experience to to play in rounds or for example or the lap mode in TMGL so I started playing uh, basically at the end of 2020 early 2021 I started playing all these smaller tournaments to try to get the grip of how the how it works how to how to play these uh, tournaments uh, and such uh, I, I i think like i got some wins on some smaller cups if i remember and uh i did not try winter 2021 ogl because i the the schedule did not allow me unfortunately mm -hmm. and then there was a world cup 2021 which was uh, the first serious event that i tried to tried playing on basically yeah i mean you went from not competing much at the beginning of 2021 to uh winning the uh challenger you know fall uh 2021 so that's a, a pretty good year pretty good first year in competitive uh track mania <laughs> yeah. um when did you start mapping then was that back in your tmnf days or is this something new to tm 2020 mm, i did build a few maps in tmnf but uh it wasn't anything serious just a series of uh, short or low maps and i i always thought that i did not have the skill or like a vision for mapping so also the tmnf editor and tm2 one is uh, way less like exciting <laughs> to use than the tm2021 uh, i find the tm2021 editor very very fun to use actually way better compared to the older games and i uh, i got back to mapping like basically i tried a few maps only for track of the day and uh, like mapping actively i started maybe around two years ago i would say only uh, as i found it way more fun than i actually thought is it more fun do you think then than competing or do they sort of scratch different itches Mm, it's uh, yes it's a completely different experience for me i do both enjoy mapping and competing and those things don't overlap uh, at all basically except when you play your own map in a tournament <laughs> but uh, other than that it's uh it's like discovering something new in the game that i haven't really touched before and uh, it's really nice to have something always something to do even when there is no competition going on for example i can always open the editor and uh, try to build something. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that actually, get your opinion on it, because um, you mentioned there mapping and competing don't tend to interact. Of course, you know, there are instances of mappers um, making maps for tournaments and then also playing in those tournaments. Um, and then there are also tournaments like Beacon quite recently, which made a concerted effort to ensure that mappers didn't compete and didn't have that advantage. Do you think mapping a map lends you a competitive advantage uh, in the long run or is that sort of two weeks that you tend to get to practice before an event on a map does that smooth it out um i think in the long run uh, the only advantage you can get is basically when you build a style build around a style that you're good on uh but uh, for example world cup maps like we had wheezy he built a valley right and uh, we had basically it was three months even more yeah. than that before the between the map release and the main world cup stage so 
in those three months, I don't think that it really matters whether you or not you built the map. You've played it for so many hours, even though you, you may you may just not feel it. You may feel it. You may lose the feeling. You may get the feeling. Like I've I've experienced it so many times. I could one day I was like really good at the map. Second day I I couldn't just play it. Basically, it's uh it feels random at times. But uh, yeah, in, in the long run, it it should not really matter. Obviously, it's uh, it's all it's all in how much you practice, how regular are you, how fast are you, and of course, if you do enjoy, it, it's the advantage that if you like good or better on the style, you get to learn it quicker. You you tend to risk more, maybe, but other than that, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly, I saw Wizzy talking somewhere that he when he's mapping, he even does the map in a different cam. Uh, and maybe on keyboard as well. Um, so it's like it's so far removed from any muscle memory even uh, that might be useful. Uh, but I think that's uh, that's really interesting. So um, yeah, to, to sort of follow up on the the beacon question, um, if in the next season of beacon, it's if you make a map you can't play, would you prefer to be a mapper for that tournament or or a player? Mm, I'm not decided yet, but uh, I would rather opt to keep being a mapper, maybe. Uh, I will see if my opinion changes, but for now I would I would really want to make another map because I have enjoyed making the last one really well. It's uh, it's not often that you have a map request that requires you to build an actual hard competitive full mixed map or whatever you feel like. So that opportunity can may not come anytime soon. Yeah, and I mean the the feedback that was <laughs> given to those maps were both they're they're quite hard, but they're not too punishing. Uh, whereas uh, maybe Meltdown was probably on the more punishing side with the Ice Three Hundred and Sixty, uh, but that was definitely a map that I enjoyed uh, within the in the broadcast because it led to all sorts of of quite amazing moments. And uh, yeah, I think Beacon would be would obviously benefit from you playing in it. It'd be lovely to see you compete, but it would it would miss your mapping. So uh, whichever one you decide, I think that'll be that'll be well received. Uh, so, question two then: uh, What input device do you use, and uh, and why do you use it? Um, I use keyboard ever since I started playing. I have never, I have played pad for maybe for a year, but it was only during a time where I didn't have PC at all. I had to I had console, and I've always found uh, keyboard much more suitable for me. I've always played Trackmania with it. I I didn't even really know about United back then, so I had no idea about uh, the all the environments that everyone basically plays with a joystick, controller, or a wheel. So I always thought like track, Trackmania is a, a keyboard game, basically. I, I knew top players were on keyboard, like Kappa, Twin, right? So I've never had the idea of playing with controller and also I, I feel like I can't really play with controller for long sessions. It it kind of hurts my thumb, for example. It's yeah. maybe it's because I've played keyboard for so many years, but I just can't can make it happen with controller. So I've I decided to just stick with keyboard and only only use controller when I have to. Yeah, well, we know a guy who's uh, who's got a mouse system to get around uh, RSI stuff. Uh, if you if you need that. <laughs> if you need that hookup. Um, you mentioned then you competed in Lagoon early on. You did a Lagoon competition. Um, so that was, I guess, the 
the taste of the other environments that might perhaps need a different input device. Uh, with the upcoming environments being added to Trackmania, do you think you'll stick with keyboard or, or try and find a solution that maybe allows you to, to be a bit more flexible? Uh, I play other environments with uh, controller, like the Snow One, for example. Oh, I, can, really? I can play it with controller. It's just I can't play long sessions because, uh, like, I'm not I'm not good at it. Uh, I mean, I can be decent, but uh, like, there is no point on playing keyboard. Maybe for Snow, there are some maps that uh, you can action key abuse for sure. But uh, with the upcoming rally, there is uh, there is absolutely no chance that action keys will be any. any and it had any competitive feeling uh, compared to controller or wheel abuse. So I would just rather play with uh, controller and uh, try my best. Yeah, I think uh, we're heading for a fun in, uh, split in the community because uh, I feel like comp maps are going to stay fairly keyboard friendly. Uh, and then we're going to see campaign go further and further away. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how all that pans out. Um, question three, uh, what is your favorite Trackmania map in history? Uh, and for this one, I'd quite like to know one that you made, so your favorite track you made, as well as a track that you've either played or watched. Favorite? Uh, there, there has to be some TMGL one. Um, possibly. I really I really enjoyed Grip from Stage 2. I have really enjoyed... Uh, huh, from, from World Cup, I really enjoyed... Uh, edge even though it was uh, a bit annoying because of that one clip but it was a really challenging map that uh, even after playing for like 10 15 20 hours you could still could still find the time and uh, always satisfying to get the clean run going um maybe stage one stage one had a slowdown which was really good map and uh Sleepy Slides as well by Wizzy. I've, I've enjoyed that map uh, what, a lot. Uh, what is it about those maps then that, that you enjoy a lot, do you think? Mm, like it's, uh, it's a very hard map, very challenging, and uh, the identity is not, it's not uh, basically the side of the, of the whole round. Mm -hmm. For example, on Sleepy Slides, um, Sleepy Slides was a, a bit goofy uh, <laughs> because of the backslides, but... For example, slowdown, very competitive identity where you just had to manage the airtime. Edge, very easy identity, you just jump. Um, grip as well, very easy concept. Risk versus safe reward. I really like those kind of identities where you you either safe or risk, but it's not like a whole 50 seconds difference when you crash or something <laughs> like, on, like on tubes or speed where it's just impossible to catch up. Or like, if you risk, you have to risk, or you just don't win the round. Basically, like, mm. it's very hard to save. I I don't like these kind of maps where it's very it's you have very limited option to save. So like those 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 are the kind of maps that I always enjoy more. I would say, and uh, the favorite map that I made <laughs> out. Hmm. For sure, the, the beacon map is like one of the best maps. I, I really enjoyed making it. And uh, how, how does it feel when when you're watching people play it and you're seeing them make errors or, or players start chatting, you know what they're like? Um, it, you know, how does that feel as a mapper to see your map on display and then being criticized and being praised? How is that? <laughs> 
I mean, it's always uh, it's always nice to see people like play it, enjoy it. Like uh, the criticize, yeah. Like it's very. I feel like mapping is very subjective. Like the map opinions, it's very. It's hard to stay fully objective when it comes to judging the map, because some people are like more towards technical style. Some people prefer these uh, goofy TMGL type uh, things, uh, for example. And it's really hard to like get the balance between those two things. Uh, I feel like uh, as long as it's not a random or very inconsistent, uh, for me every map is good. If, if it just if it's just consistent and not random, I will enjoy the map and like calculate it, of course, and everything. But uh, yeah, you mentioned the consistent there, uh, and obviously in in TMNF consistency was much harder to come across uh, in that whereas in tm20 the maps can be a lot more consistent you don't get those those random errors i say random obviously it's all determined but do you think that's a benefit of tm2020 against tmnf is that these things can be regular you can have it all calculated very nicely or do you think some of that randomness that that we used to get in tmnf is is missed in in modern trackmania Oh hell no! Oh, I I don't miss Rams at <laughs> at all. I I'm glad they are gone. It's a it's a nice addition that you can actually go full, full inside, full outside, and all have to prey on getting a random slowdown or a bug. So that's a that's a really nice change. One of the best changes they did for the modern Trackmania. That's good. And and when you're making a map, then you know we'll often have instances of a map that looks fine, and then there'll be a random block interaction that that can cause what feels like a random error. How aware are you of that while you're making the map versus how much do you just try and get time to edit that before it's sort of locked in for a tournament based on player feedback? Um, I just uh, every time I build a part, I just play it a couple even more times. <laughs> I usually play the map a lot because I. I just enjoy playing my own uh, routes. So I, it's a, it's a nice feeling to just play that you like and what you made. And I, if I notice something uh, like potential random slowdown, random like very inconsistent thing that I will try to like remove it basically, or replace it, uh, or fix it in some way. But uh, yeah, it's basically quite simple for me. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, playing your own maps. I find myself listening to these on Spotify whenever they come out uh, and, and listening to the podcast. And I'm like, I'm talking through like 40% of this. Yeah, I still find it enjoyable to listen back. So <laughs> I completely understand that. Um, in, uh, question four then, uh, and for regular listeners, this has been edited. Uh, this has been altered, this question, from what it used to be. Uh, if you could duo with any Trackmania Pro, past or present, that you've never played with before, who would you pick? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough question. Mm, I would say probably obvious answer uh, or answers. I, would, I don't think I have a direct one I can give. But for example, Carl Junior, obviously the goat. Uh, I would also love like. Uh, Spam, Kappa, like all these uh, old school players. Basically, I've uh, I've always looked up for up to them. When I started playing competitive, I like it was. Uh, it's a nice feeling when you when you start and you see all these like people 
being still around here like 10 years ago, even for 10 years, basically. And now I, I play alongside a few of them. It's a, it's a nice feeling actually to see the, the basically the new generation, the new versus old generation in the game. And uh, I've never had got, had a chance to like play together with uh, one of them. But uh, for example, like basically Spam, uh, Massa, Kappa, Twin, Carl, like those were the. I've always like looked up for them when I started. Uh, I've always found them. The I've always cheered for them. For example, and yeah. What's it been like then competing with them? I mean, ultimately, you've you know you've you've done very well in your Trapmania career, third and fourth at the most recent World Championship. You're competing against them. You're beating them. How how does that feel from going from a player you looked up to to now a player you have to compete against? Uh, it's a, it's a nice feeling. It's a gives the motivation to perform at the highest level at at all no matter how you play i've always uh, like you when you see our opponent and it's for example carl that you, you just know you have to you have to give your absolute best or he's gonna destroy you so it's also a bit of a mental that uh, you what i mean whoever i face i always try to do my best anyway but for some people it's uh, a bit extra that, that uh, <laughs> a bit personal uh, it's, i wouldn't say personal but uh like for example uh maybe i don't know kappa like he i mean we have never interacted that much but i've always cheered for him before i started playing myself and uh, for example if i play against him right uh, it's an interesting feeling to go from cheering to someone to trying to beat the same person and I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy competing, no matter what. Uh, it's really fun, win or lose. It's a, it's a really nice experience. And I, I'm sure there will be players, if not already, that um, are having that same experience competing against you. Because, uh, you know, you've, you've been in, in the game now for a few years. <laughs> I doubt, but... Uh, ah, no, no, no. You're too, you're too modest. I know for sure that there are players that enjoy uh, competing and mapping with you as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure that will be an experience. Um, question five. Uh, what is your hottest Trackmania take? Trackmania take? Mm, maybe I, will, I won't go into details for... For the snow rally because i think uh, we've had a it's couple not of the hottest it's not the hottest <laughs> really but uh, maybe i would say i loved double tap wiggles on old bobsleigh and i loved old bobsleigh compared to the new one okay. even though they were heavily action key favorite basically on the keyboard uh, <laughs> keyboard could uh, utilize them to the fullest and but well uh for example rally suddenly analog so it's uh that you have to choose and i just really enjoyed uh, doing those wiggles it was i felt like it had uh, way more skill expression than we have now obviously nowadays bobsleigh is all about just smooth steering the entry hold the angle like there is nothing basically it's also way slower than it used to be it feels uh, very sluggish i would say as well so i, I also just uh, love this uh, these mechanics, it was uh, kind of fun, but very hard as well to execute properly. Only like handful of uh, good ice bobsleigh players could uh, like make them consistent, uh, fast as well. It was really hard to mess up. So I kind of liked that. Could be you can say that it was a bit inconsistent or like very 
hard to notice whether or not you're doing it correctly, but nonetheless, I still enjoyed it very much. I, I'm trying to wrap my brains. Were there many comp maps that utilize bobsleigh? Like, was that a competitive issue or was that more of mm -hmm. that sort of bobsleigh focused campaign stuff that it really affected? No, no. I think uh, only like track of the day campaign maps, right? Mm. Uh, bobsleigh, we, there was, there were a few of bobsleigh parts in TMGL, but it was before the action keys, uh, yeah, before action keys were before they uh, were existing and also before the Wiggles were found as well. Yeah. I think the Wiggles were maybe a year or something, a year and a half after the game came out. They they started being popular and utilized in the maps. Before that, people people would just PF, right? So, mm -hmm. And to do the action key thingy on the bobsleigh, all the bobsleigh. Uh, so there weren't many chances. Where you had to bobsleigh or ice part with the double tap wiggles in a competitive because also ice is rarely used in competitions uh, <laughs> for one it's only it only happens in either full ice maps ice cups or some TMGL maps I think those are basically the only the only time you can see a, a nice on a competitive map. Is it uh is it frustrating then to be a player on keyboard you have this advantage or at least. You know the ability to do something that perhaps other devices can't and then that gets patched out and then now you're looking at snow and like you said rally coming into the future and you're like well you know this is just gonna not be great for me at all <laughs> uh it's it's uh it's just honestly i just i just uh, feel sad that they changed the ice in this way it's uh i, f I found all the ice way more fun to play right now it's i see a bobsled and it's like yeah whatever it's it's nothing exciting anymore. The the ice is still like relatively nice. The the normal ice slides. Uh, I mean, it was made faster on the exits, but still, I think the the first version of ice bobsleigh like, were the best, and I don't think I'll change my mind on that ever. So uh, yeah, that's the end of our scheduled questions. Uh, but we do have a hidden question at the end, unique to each guest. Um, there's a lot to go for here, really. Uh, normally, it's quite clear what question I'm going to ask, but as a, a well-established player and mapper, uh, you've given me a lot to go for. Um, but I, I'd quite like to ask, what is the one thing you would like to change about the current landscape of competitive mapping? Mm, competitive mapping. I would say I wish more like basically all the competitions had uh, similar maps to what we have in in TMGL apart from the identities, or it just includes some identities, but those rather rather sane ones. But uh, I feel like all these uh, most, of course, most not all, but most uh, these, for example, I mean, regional events. But also uh, the problem is that they are really hard to play, right? There is only a handful of players who can handle these maps in a very consistent and fast way. So that also creates a problem of some sort. But uh, I, I just wish we had all these, uh, at least some gimmicks from TMGL uh, included into the maps, competitive maps. For example, the, the new Pan, Pan American Solo League uh, map pack was released a few days ago. And they utilize something called motif, which is basically a theme for the map. It's not like an identity where it's only at the end, but uh, 
it's uh, it's it's present a couple times throughout the map for example so i think that 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 as a concept is uh, it's really nice i think uh, would would give the competitive maps a bit of a fresh uh, fresh look because i feel like it got a bit stale over the last three four years basically apart from the tmgl mapping maybe beacon also was uh, it was a good step into having more style centralized maps uh, for example like the, there was a mephisto map which was only dirt and tech right i had full mixed one but there was a grass uh, yeah, Roxy also had a mixed map. Uh, the claim had dirt, and uh, so basically, I just uh, wish for a more like just not go for a full mixed, uh, same free, free surfaces maps. But uh, you know, there's like I don't think how others would <laughs> react to that. I think others really enjoy these maps, but for me they they can get let's say you can get to the point where it's very hard to improve very quickly on them especially for example the emc maps maybe uh something like regionals like the the smaller events cups they usually have maps that you can play for less than five hours maybe and you can get to the top like top uh if we win 110 for a world record basically and it's all very close to each other, so oh yeah. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned there the difficulty really plays a part in that, right? You you want maps to be a little bit harder, but appreciate that perhaps some people might not be able to uh, compete. Do you think the way that um, World Tour did it with the easy versions of the map? I don't really like the phrase easy, um, but the alternate versions of the map that are made a little bit easier for lower tier competition is a good way of doing it. And maybe like for instance, we've got BIPL coming up. If you have a div one map and then a div two variant of it, would that allow you to push the boat out a little bit more? Um, I think uh, the, regarding the Walter easy version maps, or I would say simplify, I think it's a better way to call them because it was basically for most of the time it was just the same route, but uh, removed a bit of more excessive uh, tight parts or less of a skill check uh, things, but. I think it's a good way because some map you can you can build a map. It's a bit hard, but you can have a map with all these uh, like TMGL style map, but also it's uh, finishable for everyone or more like everyone, but for the competitive players that uh, do play these maps. Like in matchmaking, for example, it was uh, <laughs> it was a disaster, especially <laughs> for those uh, those players who usually play campaign. It's uh, they they are gonna get uh, yeah, obliterated on it by absolutely everyone who like has the competitive uh, experience. So I don't think that was the <laughs> best way to include them. But if there was, a, for example, in in OG in regionals, we had uh, the simplified map pack, which I find really nice. It was uh, you could have some players that necessarily would not want to spend. 20 hours on each TMG map to get to the level, right? It allows for not spending so much time on every map. So I think that's a plus for these regional events. They, the maps should not be as uh, demanding, time consuming as the top level ones. So, uh, but uh, for example, the Div 1 versus Div 2 uh, BIPL, 
I think the skill disparity would be too small to have it work because uh, there is just uh, there's only like 16 players each division right so and everyone in bitm is so good you yes. know, yeah <laughs> so it's also like div 2 div 1 is not that much of a difference than for example tmg versus uh, regionals maybe it's also it's not that small either but regionals have also the lower maybe some lower skilled players trying to compete right the, yeah to get the experience or to just have fun obviously we, not uh, uh, not everyone is on the same level some people excel in each style so we watched some like, yeah. we watched some pretty interesting trackmania gaming uh when we were doing the regionals broadcast and you'd have a team that was like some guys that you knew and then they would just not be able to do the map and you're like thank god they're not on the harder versions otherwise this would be an absolute bloodbath um but, uh, no that's uh that's a really good answer really appreciate that um i think that's well, we've sort of reached the end uh, i feel like i could talk about mapping forever but maybe that'll be for a future episode um thank you a lot for coming on uh, as we talk we are currently about 40 minutes away from the BIPL maps being released, uh, and yours is one of them. Um, so I guess you can talk relatively openly about that. Uh, I also know about the BIPL maps. Um, what are you most excited for uh, in, in the BIPL map that you've made uh, to see players compete with it? Um, I really, I went for a bit more traditional <laughs> mixed style, even though I have said that uh, I would rather see <laughs> more of it, but uh, I know that uh, it's hard to change the area. The minds of many people many people just want the same the same thing so i wanted to just go for a bit more a safe approach i didn't go for anything crazy that map i i really enjoyed it though i think it was my best uh, best british map i made so far at least for me so maybe others will also <laughs> enjoy it very much uh, i just hope uh, that there is nothing random or inconsistent that i haven't found and that uh, I, will, I will for sure watch some matches on that have you have you had that happen in the past where something incredibly random will show up and you're just like, oh no, I wish I'd have seen this coming. Um, not really. The best, the worst that I think I've always had was maybe some uh, small gear issue, perhaps, or the part was just uh, basically too hard. I've <laughs> uh, heard it a few times, so I don't think uh, I've never had that that absolute random issues yet. I think. Outlast, I can't get them from top of my head, so I'm happy with that. That's a good sign. That is definitely a good sign. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot uh, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, before we head off, uh, is there anything else you would like to uh, tell our listeners at home? Mm, uh, I, I don't know. I don't have nothing much to say, I think. <laughs> I <laughs> looking uh, Looking forward to the future updates of Trackmania. <laughs> Perhaps the Rallyker. Edgy, you see, we, we, should we expect a discovery stream from you uh, trying out the rally car? Uh, if I if I be if I be able to, sure. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep on. The uh, I have I have the experience from United, so <laughs> I, uh, I sadly know how this car handles. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know it's uh, it's gonna be redditors will mold everyone will mold who is on keyboard as well that's what redditors are for you know what i mean um when are they ever happy Ooh. on any of subreddit ever um <laughs> thanks a lot for going i really appreciate it yep. uh, have a good rest of your evening yeah thank you thanks for listening to keep in track 
To listen to other episodes of the show, you can visit our Substack at www.nodal.media or you can search for the show on your preferred podcast apps. You can follow the show on Twitter at Nodal Media. You can follow me at A. Thomas Davis and you can even follow me on threads at thomasdavis.jpg. Thanks for listening and see you all next time.